I'm Lacey. And I'm Kippen. We're two friends who love to get lost inside a great story. And we're welcoming you to our own little book club. This is One Page More, a podcast. Okay, so we're back again. And today we are talking about The Silent Patient by Alex yes. Michaelides. <laughs> yes, our one and only thriller for the season, for the whole season. Yeah, you know, The Silent, or I don't read thrillers. I don't read detective novels. I don't read a whole lot of mystery. And we do have some mystery coming up. As, you know what? I call this a thriller. Is this technically even a thriller? There was never like a big, huge thrill element. At the end of the mm-hmm. book, there is a um, conversation with the author, and they kind of ask him about that because he's like, I did not write this thinking that it would be uh, labeled a psychological th- thriller, but I guess you could label it that. Um, I-, I did not find it scary, and that's kind of what I think of with a thriller. I think of it, I- so maybe like a really mild <laughs> psychological thriller. There's definitely some. Uh, Maybe we should just call it a mystery because I'm like, it was definitely a mystery, mm-hmm. but the stakes weren't too high in the sense that it was like earth shatteringly, like I must know what's going on. Kind of that that kind of vibe was not there. It's, well, and though, yeah, I can't say what I was going to say because it <laughs> would be a spoiler, okay. but <laughs> it it reminded me of like what's that movie with Shia LaBeouf in it? disturbia oh yes it's almost like that level like that movie's not scary you know but there's like edginess to it there's like intrigue took the word right out of my mouth honey (laughs) (laughs) on the same brainwave and the thing is it's like even when i say mystery i automatically think of like who done it and that's not really here i mean it is but not to the like i just got done with like a tried and true gumshoe uh, this, detective novel and this is not it this to me was almost like a a, a scooby-doo style <laughs> like, you know what i mean like, yeah. like i know it's gonna get uncovered at the end it's the not old like... man with the wrench ah i didn't see it coming um this book is like a cool probably 300 pages um it's not long thus the audio is not long um i guess like we went over this in our synopsis episode which feels like we just did it but uh would have been a few episodes back so i will just say the bare bones plot of this book is a woman is accused of killing her husband she's an artist and she is ruled insane because after she is found with his dead body um and she had tried to kill herself she refuses to speak and she is placed in a mental hospital. And then our other major player is a psychotherapist who becomes I- intrigued by this, obsessed with this case, and gets a job specifically at her hospital so that he can try and treat her because he feels like he can connect with her in some way. And um, yeah, you have their two different perspectives in two different ways. And you kind of unravel what really happened the night that her husband was killed. Yep, and that is absolutely right. <laughs> that is okay. that. I, um, 
Okay, should you read it or should you listen to it? I think listening to this book is fine, right? I mean, it was. Yeah, what, I like really enjoy it. Yeah, it's easy breezy, and I actually felt like the narrators did a great job. There's two narrators. One of them is reading her perspective from her journal entries, and there's a male that does the rest of the narration. Yes, so I think yeah, this is good. It's also available on Overdrive. Anytime you can get a good free audiobook. I'm all about it. Mm-hmm. But right. with that said, <laughs> let her rip. Okay. For our ratings, we normally give between one and fives. And I have to say, I stopped and started this book probably four different times. And this book's only seven hours. <laughs> I read probably six or seven books in between this book because I just could not get into it. I could not. The I really book, want. And, I want to hear more as we talk about the spoilers. I want to hear about like what the mental blocks were here. So by by the time I got to hour five, I wanted I, I wanted a little bit like more to know. And by the time I hit yeah. hour six, I was like, okay, I've got to finish. But I'm not kidding. Those first couple of hours, I just was like, I don't care. Like this is not it. It to me, I wish it would have built it up a little bit more. I wish the mm-hmm. stakes would have been higher. I would have rather have read something that would have been like truly shock and thriller um all over the place where this was very contained so it was a good book but i'm gonna have to give this like a two and a half stars i'll give it to you it is a little bloodless i mean there's not anything that's gonna like shock the pants off of you in this book whereas if you're someone that likes a book like verity which is insanity personified that's not the silent patient however i'm going to give this book four stars i really enjoyed it and i never read this genre um and also i did just read another like detective novel that was so like it was boring like <laughs> that yeah. like that one it had i i had no i just didn't care what happened and who who it happened to and this one um especially because it was short I felt like the pacing was actually pretty good. I liked it. The twist got me, even though I felt really dumb that I didn't see it. But then I'm like, okay, I wonder for someone who reads a lot of thrillers or reads a lot of mystery, if they would have like picked this right out of the gate. Like, as I soon was t- as we're done with this, I'm going to yeah. get on Goodreads because I can yeah. guarantee there's people that are like, oh, I knew that so-and-so did so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Like, I bet so, they sealed that together immediately. Right. I As I was reading this, I was talking to my friend and um, I was like, I think I'm reading a book and I think you would like it because I know she reads a lot of thrillers. And she's like, oh, yeah, I've read that. I thought it was like a little predictable, like kind of tropey, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I feel dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm almost positive it's not exactly what I texted you where I was like I yeah. should have discovered this <laughs> when, it was, yeah. when it was made known it was like huh and she actually said like that was the book that I read it and I was finally like you know what I think I could write a thriller um, I didn't think that after I was does, done does everyone think this after like their favorite series because I'm I not guess. kidding every know. single time I'll read like these like happy ever afters. I'm like, why am I not writing books right now? Why am Seriously. I not cashing in on this? <laughs> One day we'll have our time to shine. But anyway, I'm going to give it four stars. It was very easy for me to read. I, I stayed intrigued and I finished it. Like you, you took a couple, a week or so. I took like 
maybe two days tops and I would have finished it in one but you know I was listening to it so I didn't have uh, all that much time yeah and I think with that are we ready to jump into our spoilers let's spoil it yeah let's go for it there are some things in this novel that don't track I will give it I'll give you that I so to start with I'm trying to think what is his name Theo I'm pretty sure that's his this little our guy's his name. His name is Theo, yes. He's just I just kind of didn't get his character right off the bat. And the main thing is like he's you know, he lets us know that he's fixing to try to like track her to this other place. And I'm like, I I guess occasionally there probably are people like, you know, therapists or detectives or whoever that like they get obsessed with this, but I'm like, this just seems like such a not really going to happen kind of thing for me that I was just kind of like oh, yeah about this so let's dive into Theo I liked Theo's character um but I was like does this man have dual personality disorder which like it all becomes clear in the last hour or two of the book of like why that is but you know there's that whole drumbeat of like him wanting to help Alicia, him being so in love with his wife, him being like this model employee and someone that really wants to help people and who's been through years of therapy and is like very sensitive and blah, blah, blah. And then there's this kind of dark side where he's been married to his wife for, I don't know, 10 years or something. And they had like this a cute story where they meet and they just like immediately fall in love and she he finds out she's cheating on him and when he's dealing with that which is kind of going on throughout the book it's like he's a completely different person and that to me I was like what the heck like who like you texted me about it like who would react this way like why is it even in the context of the book it was a little bit of a stretch that he would uh react to the the way that he did he definitely had that coin where he would also just do like crazy stuff to me where I'm like His job, which he talked about how much he, like, valued his job and, like, you know, he was really proud of himself for, um, like, his upbringing was, you know, basically trash. And, like, he really made something of himself. But at the same time, he would do stuff like, like, I don't know, tracking down all these people and, like, threatening them. And, like, I don't know, Mm -hmm. I was just kind of like, sir, (laughs) like you said, very double-sided where it was, like, this prim and proper, like, crying constantly. And I was like, I'm sorry, but I don't want to hear about you sobbing in the bed silently i was like and then you turn around and you're in a rage and you're thinking about committing murder i was that i remember that moment very clearly when he's talking about like being in the woods and he like follows his wife into the woods and she he can hear them like doing it and like just filled with this murderous rage and yeah it no I'm like, Kippen, hold on that is not when it happens oh wait <laughs> this was what was i texted oh, this was what was insane so he's listening he's literally listening to this happen and he's kind of just like he gets back into the shadows what got me is he, later he's walking just he's walking behind the husband and that's when yeah. he's going to so it's yeah. not so that's what got me too is because 
you know, because I'm thinking from like a crime perspective, like if you do something in the middle or in the heat of the moment, you know, the middle of a rage, but this was like a premeditated, like he had time to get out of that situation, stop, think it through. And then he follows him home after that. And then he gets the rock and he's, you know, seconds away from doing it. And somebody like opens the front door. So it was very creepy. This man, uh, creepy is not even a word. This man was very. He is creepy. A. Uh, terrible he's but like anyways, the, just... he's like the typical norman bates weirdo where he looks totally normal <gasps> oh and comes gosh. off like completely genteel and it's like a raging freak no you're saying norman bates is much more of real life ted bundy where oh, it's like yeah. all the women are charmed <laughs> by how beautiful and handsome he is <laughs> in his nice little car and then it's like okay he's a psycho yeah no thank you uh, and then but, on the flip, we've got oh Alicia. Gosh, Alicia. Alicia. Uh, yeah. is, her, is her name Alicia? I mean, is it, it is, but I think in a British accent. It's like Alicia Silverstone. I can't be in like Alicia, Alicia or Alisa. I just don't know. I, I think um, it's Alicia. 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 It's Anyways, like they say gosh. Jaguar instead of Jaguar. Anybody that's ever heard this podcast knows I'm going to butcher whatever. <laughs> so then we've got alicia alicia i was i was ext- right off the bat i was very interested i have um a person in my life that is a select mute and so i was like oh like this is it's such a interesting like thing to explore because before um she was you know someone that I was interacted with, I had no idea because it is an extreme. It's very, very extreme where this person's very talkative and very intelligent, very bright, but will I've known her for, I mean, like seven years and she's been in my home and spent time with me and never cracked a smile or spoken to me. So I was really like, Oh, like this is so exciting. But I feel like that's kind of one of the things that dropped the ball for me was, Alicia, when we first meet her, we just kind of know that she doesn't speak and that she's been accused. And I, once we kind of get to know her, like it just never really brought the, the, the excuse that they gave as to why um, she turned mute, turned mute, I don't know, chose whatever. It just never snowballed into anything for me i just really was like wow this was like such an amazing thing i I, like i wanted to hear inside her mind and instead just didn't receive anything yeah by the end of it i mean i never actually believed that she had lost her mind it always seemed like kind of calculated like i'm not saying jack but then at the very end it's like i don't know i guess she didn't think people would believe her so she had to like kind of keep up the shtick do you know what i mean it was almost like a self-preservation thing i'm just not sure but the fact is is she wanted to die like after she kills her husband she does try and kill herself and then she tries to kill herself over and over and over again and i'm just like why why be so maybe I'm like about to contradict myself. Maybe she was crazy because I'm like, why wouldn't you just fess up? Do they have the murder? Do they have the, the death penalty in England? I don't know. Great question. Actually, I would think no, but who knows? <laughs> I say that because I'm like, they don't have guns. They don't do the fine yeah. squad. You know what? I'm going to look this up. 
Okay. Oh my gosh. The last executions in the United Kingdom were by hanging and took place in 1964. Terrible. Holy crap. So they were totally abolished um, in by 1969. And then that's in Northern wild. Yeah, in Northern Ireland, 1973. Wow, that's really interesting. You go UK, honestly. And the fact that they were still hanging people in the 60s, my gosh. I'm pretty sure you can choose to hang in like three states, including Utah. I'm pretty Get sure. Get out. Um, I'm almost positive. I know it was an option. Maybe they'd quit with it now. But, but yeah. And it was yeah. a woman. It was a woman that was hung. Terrible. Oh my gosh. Bring about the seven oh. witch trials. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, I'm not laughing at hanging. <laughs> I'm not. So, but okay. this one. Alicia, I'm gonna like bleep myself. I'll tell you later who she reminded me of, but she does have this like very baby bird, fragile, simpering quality about her where she's just like, I, I love my husband so much and I just hope he doesn't leave me. And you know, I'm so fragile. And da, 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 da. um, that was a little in. I was kind of, I don't know, I was into it actually, because I really wanted to know why the flip she would actually kill this man. Um, because she was obsessed so with him. The whole time you thought that she killed him, because I was positive she didn't kill him. I was like, there's I, no way, because she kept on about how, you're right, like how she loved him and how dear he right. was to her. No, I wasn't convinced that she killed him. But I was just like, uh, I thought maybe she had been framed. I she won my sympathy enough i i'm actually like when i think about her on paper like if i was like write down the key parts of her personality which is probably like simpering and annoying (laughs) then i probably would be more annoyed by her i think the saving grace for good or bad is her relationship with his brother but i totally did not get why she didn't call him out like that was really weird to me I did. She really gained sympathy from me for having to deal with his brother basically like sexually assaulting her several times. So I I thought it was very interesting. So as Theo is like um, going through these different things, he's trying to get her to talk and he's like um, basically trying to go back. Wasn't it like 17 years, by the way? He was going back like many, many years worth of stuff, I believe. I was kind of like, golly, you know how like the older a case gets, the harder it is to solve. But anyways. I, I think that the case was relatively fresh. Right? What? Well, I don't know. You hear me saying 17 years. I don't know. No, I, don't, I think that the, the case was relatively fresh. Oh, However, God. he did like go way back in her history. Like, I mean, this right. guy was totally pulling like a Nancy Drew. He was going to talk to her. Um, estranged cousin and aunt he was going to um, climb up on the roof of her childhood home he was talking to her art dealer like all these things that in the moment I was like I guess he's just really dedicated to the cause <laughs> because that's like I mean how many times have you read a book where someone is like literally like a baker and a murder is committed and they have to solve the crime i mean that that is a trope like so i did i allowed myself to not see that as obsessive behavior because i was like oh that's just the premise of the book he's just very interested right okay 
this was an element, and I'm going to need you to probably come in and explain this to me because I listened on two times the speed towards the end, <laughs> just <laughs> just to persevere. Me and so anxious people, honestly. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Stop! I, I have no idea how you were able to understand anxious people <laughs> with that. That's not. I, I still can't. barely understand. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Okay, so one of the big things was that Theo, there was like a painting. What was the name of that painting? It was like oh some Greek Opidus something. I'm going to find from... it. Silent Patient Painting. I mean, it's like a very Wait, little known. Alcestis? Uh, wow. If you just the... pulled that out no, of nowhere. No, no, absolutely not. I'm, I'm looking online. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that you're right. Okay. So explain to me. The Alcestis, I literally was like, am I dumb? It, I, I just, I wasn't understanding. The, so, I know the Greek, like the parallels to the story? Yes, I know the Greek um, <clears throat> head mm, therapist okay. or director of the place was like trying to come in and explain it. And I was yeah. like, okay, did I miss a chapter? I don't know. By the way, I liked that character. I liked the little cast of characters at um, the this mental hospital i actually felt like they were believable you have like the jock you know guy who i actually was like oh yeah he definitely did it um <laughs> we were throwing chris and west underneath that bus seriously I like, like every freaking red herring i just went for it i was all in i'm so stupid totally. anyway but <laughs> um Anyway, so the story of the from the Greek side is basically like this man is killed and he's taken to the underworld and is um, like his wife basically gives up her life for him or something like sacrifices herself for him. But he doesn't do anything to stop it like he doesn't honor her in any way and then she comes back from the dead um because i don't know somebody brings her back from the dead because she had made the sacrifice and when she comes back she just like never speaks again and it's it's the parallel of like her painting after right so like i made the ultimate sacrifice for this person and they did nothing but disrespect me. Like I thought we he was everything to me. And in reality, like I was just a fool. So, uh-huh. like to jump to the end of the book, you find out that Theo's a total raging lunatic. And he is the one like all of like his perspective of his wife, you know, cheating on him was actually like a flashback. And Gabriel, Alicia's husband, was the person that his wife is cheating on him with. And um, so he becomes obsessed with Alicia, obsessed with Gabriel, and stalks them, stalks Gabriel back to the house, like, holds poor Alicia, like, hostage in her home. What was so terrible, too, is that Alicia had, like, a psychotic break whenever her, like, terrible father died. And so the whole time she's, you know, like... Oh, like I'm seeing like a masked man. Like I mm-hmm. see a man with glasses, and they're like, "Yeah, right. You're like having an episode. Please take some medicine." And no Seriously. one believes her. I was oh, head also, banging against the wall. It really like one thing that I maybe I don't know. I don't know that it was missing, but it really is like Gabriel's 
true nature i guess it you just kind of get it sketched in by everything that's happened because she's obsessed with him thinks he's like the bee's knees has absolutely no clue that he would be having an affair whereas theo knows like a hundred percent that she's cheating on him so maybe she's just so like into her own thing that she can't see the writing on the wall i don't know he even says like oh i want to have a baby with you gabriel does to listen here i'm like what you're calling her insane and thinking that she's seeing people and you want to impregnate her while you're with someone else make it make sense i agree his character makes no sense it's very all over the place it's very much a character of a book and not a real based on any kind of reality at all yeah and That's- is it a reflection of gabriel or is it a reflection of alicia that someone that you are so obsessed with so in love with and who you up to all apparent reasons have a great relationship with you're too afraid to tell him that your his brother kissed you and like groped you in the kitchen i okay and that was another Listen, I'm not like, is that on her or is that on him or is it both? It's just like toxic relationship. It's there's how can you not communicate this? And then, too, she talks about how I'm trying to remember the brother. um, What is the brother's name? Gosh, I wish I remembered. Gabriel's brother. mm, I feel like he had a stupid Matthew. 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 it was like Matthew Barrington because I kept thinking about um, mm. what is that book? The the terrible book about in Russia. You know what I'm talking about? Bronze Horseman. Oh my gosh, Bronze Horseman. Yes. Because I, I kept being like, my gosh, it's like the, almost the exact same name. But anyways, so this brother, there, 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 these loose ends were not tied together for me because you know we've got these maybe like ten characters that kind of are coming in and out. We've got the people from the mental hospital. We've mm-hmm. got her family. Um, and then we've got like uh, people that she was with in her like adult life. So this relationship, so it's like, okay, the brother like won't leave me alone. And it's kind of crazy about me. Um, but he is close to Gabriel. So I don't really want to say anything. And then mm-hmm. like he marries the secretary, but the secretary's scared of him. Um, but then he's crying whenever she's hurt. <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on? Explain yeah. This my sweet alicia oh my dear alicia i'm like this is bizarre also everybody loves alicia everybody's in love with her like she's so alluring she's so there's something about her like it's that was a little strange to me i don't know again she she seemed far too aloof to kind of have these like like suitors yeah like, well one please. of them is like her gay fake friend but still he's still like was he gay with her. okay i miss totally I listen here and i'll say i misunderstood <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm not qualified <laughs> to speak on this <laughs> i i got at least i think he is i'm pretty sure was- that she was like he was like her friend from college and he had been an artist as well but then he ends up being her art dealer he was, yeah, it was definitely like a parasitic relationship where she was ready to <laughs> cut him loose. Um, but yeah, like I just thought there was a little too much that I just didn't understand. Towards the end of the book, it really never, like, this man was supposedly in love with this girl. But I'm like, this is your only family, your brother, that he says he's so close to. 
Mm-hmm. Would and she's the prime suspect in the murder. Like, would you not maybe let a little bit of that feeling go? Yeah, I, I don't know. I was just kind of like, and and I also wanted them to explore why is the um, secretary scared of her husband? I I wanted him to fill in these gaps, and instead he gave me like stuff that I didn't care about. Yeah, the author. <clears throat> so you know what? Maybe you're right about six years ago. I, I think, think that it probably was it okay, it probably okay. Couldn't have saved the team. yeah I think she's been in the hospital for six years because you find out that Kathy Thea's wife had an affair six or seven years ago so that tracks. Okay. so it's been a while it's not like super fresh but it's not you know ancient history either and then it was sad too. You found out that like she was being way over medicated, and I was like, okay, I know yes. this to be true to life in a lot of like probably oh, totally. good, probably good and bad, like or you know, uh, mental hospitals mm-hmm. where it's like she wasn't even like partially wasn't even able to like form up thoughts because she was so doped up. I actually right. was completely shocked in that very first scene when I, or the very first time that she gets off the medicine, like she's kind of slowly weaned off or like at least has a lower dosage. (laughs) And she like attacks him like a Mm -hmm. wild animal. I I could not, listen, Theo, one of the many reasons I despised him was his very, like he, he doesn't protect himself. I was like, what is going on here? You are a grown man. She is a medicated woman who has been trapped in a hospital. Like she has no strength. How are you not able to right. defend yourself here, sir? Oh, maybe it's like when people are on um, bath salts and they just like get inhuman strength, like the crackhead strength. I don't know. The rage. Theo, I mean, Theo had me for a minute because I was like, oh, he's just altruistic and like he's just trying his best. As soon as they started delving into his relationship with his wife and the reality of that situation, I was like, I smell a skunk. There's something so wrong with this man. One of the most disturbing scenes to me, like in retrospect, it's it's not super disturbing. This book is like very mild, honestly. Um, is when he goes to like his therapist's like his he ends up at his oh therapist's house and he basically like cries on his her shoulder and she's telling him like Theo you have to leave her like you know what you have to do and they have what feels like a real breakthrough and then he goes home and ignores every little bit of her very good advice and very like even killed advice and you're just like wow and then at the very end of the book like that really was the turning point in his life where he like turned to evil instead of good. Like he leaned into the dark, dark places inside of himself. Right. And you know what? I guess even while saying that, I got to give him a little bit of like, he in his, so as we, as we kind of like go towards the end of the book, uh, like I said, this is kind of the point that got me where we suddenly found out that it was him. And he kind of goes back and, I, up until he had, I'm at this point, I'm like, okay, I don't understand why you're going into this stuff if you know that you're, you know, you're the, you're fixed to be the suspect here. Mm-hmm. But he, hold on, I had a great point, And now I've sat here and talked so much about the backstory. <laughs> Are you talking about why oh. he would even like seek out, oh. you know, well, her in the first place? Like, why would you? 
that was bizarre, but more of like he goes to Alicia's house. Oh, he yeah. he just kind of like he almost made it sound like he wasn't at one point he says he's gonna kill him, but he doesn't really like make the move to do it at first kind of thing. Or then it's like he he does this like weird like, are you gonna who who am I gonna kill him or her? I don't know. It was just I, I doubted his he, motives, I guess is what I'm getting at. I never thought that he was gonna kill Gabriel. I always felt like he felt, I mean, because there's this running theme through the book where he was abused by his father. It was never good enough. His mom never stood up for him. Um, And even with Kathy, like Kathy is this larger than life person. Like she's an actress and she's dramatic. And he even says things like, oh, she loves telling the story of how we first met, but it's not really about us. It's about the story. And like he feels like two inches tall, right? So I feel like it's the classic moment where he wanted to feel powerful and he wanted to go into Gabriel's life and destroy everything. And I, I don't think he ever had the guts to like kill him, but he wanted to take away everything in his life. Like he wanted to humiliate him even up to the very end. I am surprised. I I do think that he was surprised that she actually turned the gun and killed him you know like i don't know do you think that that was his plan all along that he knew that would happen i don't think that was his plan i think it was like a for him a happy outcome where it's like okay well you know (laughs) and he gets away with it right well he's like okay i didn't kill him you did but like now my my beautiful wife that i love so much is never going to be with him so it's like he got the best of both worlds and then you know right like you said like he there's no way to pin it on him mm-hmm. but but yeah. also how sick was that like ending where his wife is like you know leached of everything she ever I... was and it's just like watching tv all day go upstairs and take your bath honey i'll call you when supper's done and i'm like <laughs> oh sick. you could not drive me from that room are you kidding me listen well i actually was like, wondering if she I'll was medicated right I, I'm, I'm thinking seriously i'm thinking that he was like slipping her some stuff because i'm like this is not seriously why would kathy stay with him well she does i mean at this point she's lost her lover i could see why she would stay with him I but can't. but to go in such a deep depression if that's what it is i guess i was i definitely just like okay maybe that happened in conjunction with some drugs and i am for sure not a kathy fan kathy is mean to him kathy like definitely has a uh superiority complex and i think that she does probably make him feel two inches tall now does that justify what he decides like the extreme manipulative means no but Kathy, I'm like, why are you staying with this woman again? I, I that made no sense to me. But I, the with the people, whole people stay with each other for less. That's for sure. You know what? I just couldn't get it to, and, and I'm sure this is true to life for some relationships where he just was not willing to acknowledge it with her. There, there's just mm-hmm. no way that I could maintain. You know, like I'll get on here like a lot of times and talk like like real big and like serious or like you know over the top but very seriously i can't imagine keeping a relationship there like i just couldn't be with someone and not not be able to communicate this like the lack of res- 
bit. I mean, it's not even right. It's further than that. But you know what I mean? Where it's like, how could you not just? Well, it's almost like the the total roommate situation at this point. Like they have very little to do with each other. Obviously, both in bad mental states. Like, you know, even if my husband had taken a job where it was. It, it would have had to have been obvious to her that she was why he took the job, you know, like, you know, that he was dropping hints the whole time because this whole time he's such a weirdo. Like he wants her to still acknowledge that she had an affair and that it was with wow. Gabriel and like that she's related to this case somehow. And she never gives him the satisfaction of doing it. And so I don't believe that he would have gone this whole time without being like, oh, well, guess what? Um, in my session with Alicia today, it was very in, you know what I mean? Like, I know he would have been dangling that carrot. And so, yeah, I just could never, like, even if I had nothing to do with Alicia, I'd be like, why are you obsessed with her? What is going on? I guess it's because she was so like devoid of emotion because I was even thinking like at one point or uh, several times it talks about like they really want him to kind of crack the case on Alicia because they're trying to get some extra funding like the hospital's about to get shut down yeah or and in the meantime I'm like who would ever get on a sinking ship like they keep talking about this like rats get off the sinking ship and it's like he's like nope I'm here I am I'm here to stay and it's like sir but I guess if she's just like not, it makes more sense. I guess now looking back at where like she's just not in like the same mental state. Uh, I guess as she might have once have been. So instead, she's just like Listen, doesn't nor- give a dang. Normally, I think that I'm a very savvy reader. I was not in this book, and I just let myself <laughs> go along for the ride. <laughs> and honestly, it, I was better off for it. But the main, the main thing here's my main question in this book. And we just discussed, or we mentioned it, but didn't discuss it. He knows he did it. He talks a couple times, like, towards the very end, like, how he mm-hmm. wants to kind of help her. But why? He ends up getting caught because he has right. done so much research. And, and he did can't so many let stupid well things. alone. Why? What was the point? He's I don't... psycho. I think that he has nothing in his life. And, like, this obsession, it started with Kathy and Gabriel. And then it just grew and grew and grew. And it's like, you know, like the the killer always returns to the scene of the crime. But like he really could not keep away. I think it was fascinated. He was fascinated. It is crazy to me that he would have gone to the art dealer and gone to the cousin and all this stuff. And it's like, I guess it's just true, almost like an addiction. He absolutely had an obsession with her, but I, I just, I didn't get it from a perspective of if you want to continue getting away with it. And as we can see in the last couple of pages, he really is like, mm-hmm. he, he starts sweating because he realizes like they right. caught me. So the I'm jig like, is up. <laughs> right. And I'm like, sir, you, you had it in the bag. Yeah. You, you committed the perfect crime because the, uh, someone was going down for you. Yep. And he just won't. He was like, oh, I guess I want to help her. I'm like, why would you want to help her? You've already ruined her life at this point. Like, what? And then he tries to kill her. Or, you well, know, no, he like, does. I, doesn't he kill her? I think no, he does. He doesn't kill her because she gets <gasps> on. Um, It's like she's she's in like ICU. It's like she's going to be like on a ventilator okay. for the rest of her life kind of thing. Like oh, a my gosh. State. So it's like I didn't kill her because I don't right. want to kill her. But I couldn't let her. um you know tell the others about me so it's like oh so you 
might as well have just killed her. Now it's just her body's in limbo. Okay. <sighs> I really do feel for Alicia. That must have been horrifying to see him walk through the door. What did you like? Find? I know you freak. And then of course, yeah, as soon as of, it makes more sense of why she gets her strength back and tries to rip his throat out. Oh, it, it was just very. This was it. I say very sad. I, I didn't feel like these deep pangs that I feel like a Chris and Hannah book or anything like that. But yeah, I was just like, okay, every character has major flaws. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope. I also was thinking, what do you think? Is this just a sign of like unreliable narrator? Is or is it just because the timeline's just like out of whack? I was like, uh, well, it's not really. I a think liar. the I think the narrators were actually pretty reliable. It's just you're what you're saying. The timelines are warped. Um, the story's out of order, and there are multiple red herrings going on. With like, there are feasibilities of people that people were taking advantage of her and there were layers here and you never hear one single word from gabriel himself um so it's hard to know i i don't know i still liked the book but i i really did i viewed this book as like hey did you see that like new movie that netflix put out yeah it was pretty good (laughs) This this one that I never, yeah, and then I never think about it again. Actually, Alex Michaelides writes screenplays. That's like his. Oh, that's his thing. And this was um, that's was this was his first movie or no first novel. Let's see what he's written. I'm interested. I did like that. Um, yeah, he he his like little slew of characters. They were like from all different places, and so he taught. I, I heard a, just a tiny bit of the excerpt at the end of the book. But okay, hold on. Before I say that, let me say, I was listening to this book, and the man looks out the window and he sees the snow, and all of a sudden I start hearing this like random song. <laughs> I was shook and shocked. I the ending I was really kind of pissed off because I'm like what at least put him in handcuffs at least <laughs> at least let the officer say we know it's you honestly I, I liked I liked the over the fades to black kill me I I liked the dread I liked the the build of dread because you just know that he's now in for it and his everything that he worked so hard I, just, I, I say that sick. he's I say that he's a screenwriter, but I cannot find <laughs> Let's see. Hold on. <laughs> Wikipedia says he is the, yeah, he is a screenwriter. Okay. Um, let's see. His work includes, do, 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 do. <gasps> hold on a second. He wrote The Maidens. Have you seen The Maidens circling around on? Um... I have. And I've seen a lot of people say like, I... it's not as good as The Silent Patient. So I'm like, shoot. Really? Yeah. I've seen that cover everywhere. Matter of fact, I've been wanting to read it because it's got an interesting plot. Um, it was on Book of the Month. But anyway, I didn't know that. Um, okay. It was a big bestseller. Actual... He wrote some movie I've never seen with Uma Thurman in it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the no. Devil, The <laughs> Devil You Know from 2013. And Wait, the, that's... the Con is On from 2018. The Devil You Know actually does sound familiar. Hmm. hmm. I saw that AJ Finn gave <laughs> said it was the perfect thriller. AJ Finn, do you know what I'm talking about? Have you watched her? Um, it was a book. Now it's a movie. It's like um, a woman, the woman in the, the window. window. Yes, 
<laughs> I'm not. Me and Graham listened to probably like half the book and then because we were driving somewhere and then like we never yeah. finished it. And now I'm like, I just need to watch the movie. I just need to watch the movie. I don't care about finishing the book. The woman had like agoraphobia or whatever. So she couldn't leave her house, but. I, I've never seen the movie. I've never read the book, but I do know about the movie because it was literally shelved for like three years because of COVID and stuff. It was just like oh, it never. Yeah. And it finally came out. So maybe I'll have to give it a watch. You know, I got to say, while I'm looking at it, the Silent Patients cover is intense and great. And it's wonderful. I really they, like the Yeah. Cover. I'm going to give this a two thumbs up. They nailed it. I wish they would have talked a little bit more about the mutism. Is it mutism? <laughs> that sounds. I think sounds it. Like I'm saying it wrong, but it's got to be right. Technically, mutism. yes. Yeah. Yes, the is. inability to speak. It just sounds muted. It just, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Sounds like a mutant, but it's not. Um, all right. Well, next time we're coming at you with. Yes, let me pull up my list here because you know I don't know off the top of my head. Ooh, the firekeeper's daughter. Yes. Who writes it? Angeline. Give me a second. Yes, that's correct. So, another mystery, by the way. Oh, that's right. Is it entirely a mystery? Uh, It's contemporary fiction with a little twist, or or is it just a mystery? I don't think it's the thriller element of this one. Um, I don't know. I think that there's like it's more of like a crime drama, but I could be wrong. I've been wrong before, and we've <laughs> talked a lot about Just how like... it's really hard to get a good idea of. Um, even book jackets sometimes say too much for me. I'm like, I don't want to know that before I read this book. And then some literally say nothing at all. Yeah. I mean, you just run the gamut there. It's true. But yes, we'll be back with the Firekeeper's Daughter in a couple weeks. All right. Well, thanks for the conversation. I guess I'm off to uh, go scrub my kitchen down now. <laughs> <laughs> all Bad right. reality. Bye. Yeah.